Welcome to How To Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudsey. How You Feel Better is an inside job and we're gonna be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudsey, a master certified coach, best-selling author and coach trainer, and I'm delighted to have you here. What are you really, really good at? Today, we are going to be delving into strengths and a strengths-based approach. It's the way that I like to lead. It's the way that I like to support people as well in coaching by really helping people drill down and dial down on what they're good at, rather than, I think, what many of us learned at school, focusing on those areas that we need to improve. So, in terms of looking at our strengths and looking at what we're good at, where do we start? We all know that we've been in interviews and we've been asked, you know, what would you say that you really excel at? And sometimes it can be really difficult to know. And one of the reasons it can be really difficult to know is because naturally most of us don't lean into our inner cheerleader. And we also don't realise what we're good at. Because what we're good at tends to come more easily than those things that maybe we need to take time and struggle with. And I know that many of my clients who come to me for coaching are a bit stuck on, well, is this really a strength? Because again, through school and academia, many of us have thought that strengths are things that are academic. But actually, I believe that strengths are anything that we can do and we can do in a way that comes easily and we can do in a way that actually comparatively we are better at than others. And if you're thinking about strengths as an indicator of, and I'm just going to do the inverted commas, intelligence, and you're looking at something like Gardner's multiple intelligences, where they were looking at beyond the academic, they were looking at physical, they were looking at interpersonal, and they were looking at intrapersonal, it's a really nice frame for looking at what we're good at. So today, I'm going to be delving a little bit more into this about how you can help identify what you're good at and how when you're building on what you're good at, you create super strengths. And when we are able to work in a way where we're working on our strengths, where we're building those strengths and we're developing those strengths, and we're doing that in our work context, then we're able to become incredibly impactful. And I know that most of us want to make more impact. Most of us want to feel that what we're doing has a purpose and has a meaning. And if we're able to do that and we're playing to our strengths, it's all good. So one of the exercises that I do with people, which I think is really nicely linked to this, is I get people to write down three columns. And on those three columns, you can either do this in a work context or you can do this in a life context. You put, what do I love doing? What don't I mind doing? And what do I dislike doing? And then fill those three columns with everything. So for me, what do I love doing? I love teaching. I love training. I love coaching. What don't I mind doing? I actually don't mind doing emails. I don't mind doing admin. You know, I don't have a strong opinion either way. What do I dislike doing? Oh my gosh, too many things to mention. Tidying. <laughs> really don't like doing that. Um, 
you know, lots of things I could put in that, that box. But when we do this, just have a look at the percentage of time that you spend in each box. And the ideal is that we're spending about 80% of our time in the love box. So think about what you can actively do to move things out of the dislike box, out of the don't mind box, and do more of what you love. And I would say that if you're working, this is about thinking about maybe those conversations that you might have with your manager around what you're doing. It's something that we have done quite a bit of work on internally at Optimus recently, really helping people to identify those areas that they do love and also those areas that they don't like. Because my ideal is having people who are happy at work. And I know that if we do more of what we love, we tend to be happier. So when you're looking at that, you might also want to be thinking about, okay, on this list, what can I control and what can't I control? What can I easily move? What are those quick wins that are going to have a win for me in terms of my well-being, my productivity and my performance? And those are the ones that I'd focus on first. But how does what you love link to your strengths? Well, this goes back to a book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap, which is a great book. And in that book, he talks about this thing called the zone of genius. And when we're in the zone of genius, we are not only doing what we are good at, we're also doing what we love. And there tends to be a correlation. Now, of course, we can love things that we're not very good at. But I'd love you to look at that list of love and think, okay, where are those things on this list that I not only love doing, but I know that I'm actually really good at? Those are your zone of genius and some other flags there so you can identify it. When we're in our zone of genius, we're inspired by doing the thing. When we're in our zone of genius, time doesn't really seem to be as important. We're engaged, we're absorbed, we're not distracted. And often, this is also when we're playing to our strengths. We can also be in our zone of excellence, which is when we're really good at things, but we might not have that same level of enjoyment and excitement. And our zone of competence is where many of us hang out. It's that middle column. It's that place where we're not actively loving something, but not actively disliking it too. So I love this exercise for giving us some perspective on what would be in that section of strengths. But what else can we do? Well, we can really reflect on What people come to us for? When people ask us for help, what do they ask for? If we were asking, and you might want to do this too, friends, family, colleagues, what you're really good at, what do they highlight? And when you're looking at lists, especially lists from other people, it's about reflecting on, how do I feel about this list? What do I feel might be missing? What do I think, oh yes, that's nailed it. Because even though asking ourselves, what are my strengths, can be quite difficult, when we're looking at a list and a list that somebody else has created, if there are things missing, then we often can feel them. And maybe it's things that we want to be. And this is a really interesting distinction as well, because we can be conditioned to believe that certain strengths are more favourable than others. So we're working really, really hard because we believe that to be successful, we need to be a certain way. And what I would say is that isn't really the case, that when we are really thinking about who we are, 
the more that we can play to those areas that we're naturally good at, where we've got that engagement, where we've got that enjoyment, the more that we can actually stand out. And this does take courage. And it definitely takes courage if maybe our strengths are things that are not traditionally seen as strengths. I'm just going to dig into that a bit deeper. So this episode was also inspired by the fact that we're doing a team coaching exercise as a team. And part of that is that we're doing a strength scope assessment. And I did my assessment. And I'm very aware about what can be helpful and what can be unhelpful. And all of our strengths can be overdone. And my top strength was empathy. And that sounds great. You know, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm a teacher, you know, and I actually am a very empathetic person. You know, I understand, I put myself in other people's shoes. Even when people have said the worst things about me or wronged me, I still always look at things from other people's perspectives. I still seek to understand. But the thing is, it's not always helpful. Because, you know, as a leader, sometimes when I've been empathetic, I have, when someone's been struggling, I have taken work away from them, maybe when I should have given more structured support. I have made excuses for people because I can understand what they're going for, rather than always treated people equitably and fairly. And I have taken on a lot from others, rather than realized my boundaries. So doing this, it really made me reflect, not only knowing our strengths, but also knowing that sometimes these may limit us. Sometimes these may be unhelpful. So what I'd love you to do is spend some time reflecting on what are those things that really are unique about you? What are those strengths? What are those super strengths that you've got and that you'd like to develop further? Because we can all always develop and build. And where do you need to be aware of those things that maybe could be overdone? And what circumstances are they likely to be most overdone? And how can you reflect, get support, maybe change some of your responses so your strengths say strengths, so you're not being overdone, and so you are able to be at your best for the most of time? I'd love to know if you're already at 80% playing to your strengths and loving what you do. And if you're not, how are you going to get there? Remember, like everything in life, it's a journey to becoming. It's a journey to mastery. I always think that none of us are the finished article. And that if we do decide consciously and intentionally to grow and build, that is where the real passion, success and journey begins. I hope you've enjoyed this. Until next time. I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I will be delighted to talk to you. Take care.